this is the second Head Full of Wishes podcast. Um, there never really was going to be a second, um, but I thought, you know, the last one was okay. I didn't mind hearing myself talk. Um, I'm not sure whether anyone else cared, but I thought I'd give it another go anyway. Um, today I thought I'd share some thoughts on, on being a social person and social media. Um, since I started the head full of wishes um, I've kind of whereas last time I just kind of rattled stuff off the top of my head I've kind of written some notes for this one um, so it'll probably sound like I'm reading stuff which probably means that it's not quite as uh, as uh, spontaneous or potentially not quite as interesting um, because of that because um, because I've given forethought to what I'm going to say um, but uh, but we'll see how it goes I'm sitting by the River Thames, more or less probably where I was sitting last time the tide's coming in um, and I'm sitting at the bottom of the steps there's a chance that my feet will be getting wet before I finish recording this um, you might be able to hear some ducks uh, that are keeping me company and uh, Somebody's using some horrendous power tool on the other side of the river, which is probably not quite as beautiful as the sound of ducks. Um, okay, being a social fan. There was a time in between Galaxy 500 splitting up in 1991 and when we got the internet in late 1993, um, when I thought I was the only Galaxy 500 fan in the world. Occasionally, a journalist... Um, probably ever it true, um, might drop their name into an article, um, but otherwise it was just me. The friends I'd seen Galaxy 500 with didn't seem all that bothered by the fact that they weren't around anymore. Of course there was Luna, but I never really knew any Luna fans either, and was always surprised that there was anyone else at the Luna shows I went to. So the internet was a glorious revelation. Not only did the people on there know of Galaxy 500, but some of them loved them as much as I did. I'm not a social person, so when after six or so months of the website someone emailed me and suggested that a mailing list for fans would be good, it seemed unlikely that it would come to much. Particularly as, until I started the website, I was pretty much the only Luna fan I knew, so it seemed unlikely that there were too many others out there. Despite this, in the summer of 1995, I launched the Galaxy 500 mailing list with an email that began, OK, it's just the four of us. Over the coming weeks and months, things started to kick off, and by December 1995, when the first survey was held, there were 124 subscribers. In December of 1995, Luna played a show at the garage in Highbury and Islington, uh, with support from the Mojave 3. This was the first time I met my internet friends in real life. Um, I remember Lauren, who was in a band called Dart, um, who had released a couple of great singles uh, on Che, um, and with whom I'd exchanged some uh, mixtapes, um, hers considerably better than mine. Um, she tried to talk me into introducing myself to Dean, uh, I opted not to that day. Um, Trenton was also at that show, um, who was younger than me and looked younger than me, um, and was 
enthusiastic. Um, and I don't remember talking a great deal to him, um, but I remember him. Um, I lost touch with both these people over the years, um, although I have exchanged tweets with Trenton recently. Um, I thought I'd also met Paul at this gig, although I found something I wrote recently that suggests I met him a bit later at a Damon and Naomi show. So it turns out that despite my finest efforts to be the bedroom fan, a part of being a website and mailing list coordinator was that it came with unwritten social responsibilities. Get-togethers were happening, not just in London, but elsewhere in the world, organised on the mailing list. People were becoming friends, and in at least one case, more than friends, because of my mailing list. I'm not comfortable with people, but I seem to be comfortable with these people. All through this, the website, and particularly the mailing list, all through this, the website, and particularly the mailing list, were the hub of this fandom. The mailing list had ups and downs. The membership hovered around three or four hundred, with probably only 30 or 40 regularly active members. Busy days could see 20 or maybe 30 posts a day. As the web began to rise, the mailing list started to struggle. Back in 2007, I wrote about the demise of the fan website. This is what I had to say back then. The end of the fan site. 9th of May 2007. Being the loving parent of a fan site, it saddens me to see the demise of this venerable internet institution. The corporate official record company sites never really cared about the band. They mostly cared about the latest release they had to promote. Damon and Naomi for a while had three such websites on the go, one for each of their then three most recent albums. The fan site was the baby of the dedicated individual who lovingly handcrafted huge lists of tour date archives and set lists, photos and audio, reviews and interviews painstakingly transcribed by hand from magazines and newspapers, and a discography that included the most obscure and pointless of releases just for the sake of being complete. Only a fan could possibly care that the album version of Super Freaky Memories was given away on a Mojo cover disc. I recently headed over to Chair Kickers, the official low site. The site had, been, had started as a fan site, but the band made it the official site. This must have been such a buzz to be recognised by the artist it so lovingly represented. For a while, after the move from fan to official, not a lot changed. It still had the feel of a site that was run by people who loved it, and loved what it was about. Sadly, that isn't the case anymore. Chair Kickers today looks like a corporate site, and like so many corporate sites, with the change, things went astray. The list of past shows, the set lists, the pictures, the band's past, its history, just slipped away with it. The discography doesn't even seem to have links for the band's first three albums. Maybe it's because of the vile MySpace has become the home to the fan page, and laughably, the corporate page as well. Or maybe because Wikipedia is now host to all the facts and release information that anyone could possibly want. Or just maybe the potential fan site builders are too busy blogging. Whatever the reason, it seems the days of the fan site is all over, and all that's left are a few excellent sites run by a few dedicated individuals that will remind the world what things were like in the days before MySpace and Wikipedia and blogs. Obviously, since I wrote that, uh, MySpace has become meaningless and Facebook kind of took that mantle. Um, and Discogs as well has kind of got its paw into what the fan site once was. Meanwhile, on the mailing list things would go quiet, sometimes for days. When bands were touring, things perked up, 
and around Christmas things would get festive and fun, but clearly things were changing. Community and socialising was happening elsewhere, and single-subject mailing lists seemed to struggle. Not just the Galaxy 500 list, but many mailing lists I belonged to started to get quiet. Online discussion forums and bulletin boards seemed to be working better now. People were spending more of their time in their browser than in their email programmes. And the bulletin boards that thrived, like I Love Music, had a broader remit. I tried to hook into this, setting up online forums and social networks, but it was difficult to get the buy-in, and all such efforts almost inevitably failed. I think to make these things succeed you need a lively and social leader, and that was never going to be me. As the web went social, I tried to establish a foothold in this new world, setting up groups in Flickr and Last.fm, but again, these never really took. Eventually, it became clear that Twitter, and particularly Facebook, were where fans were interacting. I set up a Facebook page that thrived. It soon had more than double the number of followers that the mailing list ever had, but it was mostly one-way traffic. It wasn't a community, it was a marketing channel. Fans weren't chatting. That said, Facebook became a catalyst for the in-real-life community. When Dean Wareham toured the UK in 2013, a Facebook-organised event before the show was well-attended and thrilling. The 2015 Lunar Reunion took this to the next level. The most extreme and bizarre manifestation of this was me being recognised in the street in Portugal by other Lunar fans. But still the online interaction of the height of the mailing list was missing. A few weeks back it was suggested that a Facebook group may be more appropriate forum for discussion. And while I had tried this a long time ago I was willing to give it another shot. So A Head Full of Wishes now has a second Facebook presence, and so far it's showing some promise. If you're a Facebook user, head over there and hunt us down. Um, I'll pop a link on the website and anywhere else I might catch up with you. Um, that's pretty much all I have to say. Um, social media has been great. I mean, what we were doing with the mailing list in the late 90s and early noughties was was great and was social and was social media um, but Facebook has certainly has the potential to reach more it's not we don't have the community that we had with um, with the mailing list um, yet I'm certainly hoping that that's going to change um, but uh but it's, it's promising, and you know, despite the possibly slightly negative-sounding um, feel to this podcast, um, it's a pretty positive thing. I kind of love um, what the internet has has given to me in terms of of interaction with 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 fans. Um, you know, you don't meet leader fans in the street, you don't meet them at your place of work. Um, when I started work at my current job, my jaw absolutely dropped when I encountered uh, a colleague, a friend, who knew who Dean Wareham was. That's how weird it was to meet um, other Luna fans. Um, so the internet kind of made gave you that, that, you know, a small social world where people and it is a small social world, you know, Luna are not, you know, they're not Radiohead, they're not huge. Um, but it, it means that we can have 
this small social world um, full up with people who you have common interests with um, and that's one thing that, that makes the internet great and will um, unquestionably uh, keep fans you know as as music changes the fan becomes more and more important and I don't you know it's the, the fan was always someone who had um, who was at the end of it um, in the old days uh, that's not the case anymore being a fan is you're part of the whole process now it's difficult not to be um, more so now I think than ever before and particularly more so for, for smaller acts the fan is crucial to the to the whole process um, there's nothing wrong with being a fan um, but now as a fan you have um, you are much much closer to, to the artists than you ever were before um, social media has given you that social media has made um, certainly has made a head full of wishes um, something I'm proud of um, I think I'd better stop there um, you might be able to hear the river lapping at my feet um, so thanks if you've listened to this thank you very much um, if you've just read it um, if you've read it you won't read this bit because the last five minutes has just been me rambling on like I did in the first one um, I might do another one if this is popular if people find this interesting otherwise uh, it'll be back to posting crap like this on Facebook thank you